0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, August 5th, 2019. I'm one Woo! of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Woo! Forbes, 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Geddes. Let Tim host. Yeah, I got a woo out of you. You did get a Wasn't woo. Wasn't expecting that. Oh, yeah. Did you get some rest
1: this weekend? Oh, I did, you, you feeling yeah. good? It's you a good Monday. Ready? Good yeah. Monday. I'm feeling it in my bones. Are you? You watched Patriot Act last night. I did watch Patriot Act last well, night. Well, hell yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, of course. What a fantastic show, my boy. Hassan Minhaj, He's doing it doing the damn thing. Covering video game labor laws and all that stuff. He
0: sure is, and that's why Greg from Edmonton wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games uh, Tim what is the full Patriot Act nutshell if nobody knows what you're talking about
1: so uh, he came from the Daily Show he was a correspondent uh-huh. uh, very funny very 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 good at kind of getting to the nuts of, of issues and making them relatable and, and funny yeah. right? um, very Daily Show esque talks
0: very much like you I noticed a loud sweater good hair very animated yes. This he's counting on his fingers this is my first time I watched the Patriot really? Act it was yesterday and you see why I like him right? yeah of course yeah, it is and just the video like, wall- a lot of oh, hair products, a lot of Jordans, yeah. bomber jackets, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. hand movements. It's great. Video of walls, course. yes. Um, anyways, he he did a, a special on Netflix, a, a comedy special, but really it was more of like a just a one man act type thing um, with video walls and crazy stuff. And it was just kind of his life story mm-hmm. and like the racism he's faced and all that stuff. And that. Got so much attention that uh, Netflix was like, yo, we want to double down and give you a weekly show. Gotcha. Uh, and it's one of the only successful weekly shows on Netflix that they've ever seen. Gotcha. Uh, we're in the fourth volume right now. Uh just came back last night, and they came back with video game labor laws. Something very near and dear to our hearts. So. <laughs> and Greg from
0: Edmonton wrote in with a long summation and a lot of questions. So let's get into it. Hey, Greg and Tim, I apologize for the length. Edit as needed. I'm not editing anything, Greg. The latest episode of Patriot Act on Netflix talks about video games... Video games this time. Prentices. It should be required watching. It is.
1: I enjoyed it. Uh, Also, uh, speaking of that, it is on YouTube. The cool thing about the show is it's on Netflix, but for some reason, they're like, fuck it. The show's so good, and we want it to keep going, so we're going to also put it on YouTube the day after. So it's on Mondays. You can go right now to YouTube.com slash Patriot Act, and
0: it's there. Hassan, the host, explores the size of the industry, crunch time, and working conditions in the industry, all in a humorous way that can reach people outside of the industry. I knew the video game industry was huge, but the show explains that it's bigger than the film industry, music streaming, and album sales, the NFL, the NBA, and the MLB, and the NHL combined, which blew my mind. Now that sports industries are fighting for gamers' attentions, what kind of ways do you think they could try to compete besides putting out their own video games? Advertising at major gaming events? To me, that's crazy. I can see a future where the, quote, Fortnite World Championship is brought to you in part by the NBA, and to me, that's mind-blowing having grown up playing my N64. Hassan interviews a former employee with Telltale, who reveals that people in the video game industry are considered veterans after five years, as most people don't last longer. Now that seems insane to me. I know the burnout from crunch is real, but is it possible that is it possible that that was more of a thing at Telltale and not as bad as at other major devs? My friend works for Bioware here in Edmonton, and he told me that have severely cut. He told me that they, I think he left out, have severely cut back on hiring temporary employees for crunch. They are trying to stick with the permanent employees. I have another friend, though, who was, the only tempor- who was their only temporary and is now working on an indie game with other former devs that left the Anthem after it launched. The show brings to light the issues of sexism in the industry and mentions some things that happened at Riot that I, even I, wasn't aware of. And I don't, how is that not aware of? We talked about it on the show. Why don't you watch the show every day, Greg? Uh, it brings up the call for unions too. Do you think this show, being on Netflix and being so approachable to people outside the industry, might finally help get the change that the industry desperately needs to come to pass? As always, keep up the great work. So let's start there. Mm -hmm. What do you think this did last night in terms of taking something we do talk about in the show often, even though Greg from Edmonton doesn't fucking watch every day?
1: (laughs) I I think it does exactly what the show does each and every week, which is it starts off extremely broad and kind of lighthearted and just explaining what the topic is. And then there's always usually two layers deeper it goes. It's usually about 20 to 30 minutes an episode. And it'll start off like fairly lighthearted. It'll be like the internet and they're talking about the internet. But then it gets into um, how... Social media is being used by uh, politicians around the world to kind of create issues, yeah. right? And then it'll go even deeper than that, of like how that relates back to whatever. And so there's always like different levels. And I think that this is that first level. This is, let's get into the mainstream a bit more. This isn't fully mainstream, but it's yeah. like at least in the, this conversation is going to be next to conversations they're having on The Daily Show. Right? Sure. And it's similar to the WWE thing that John Oliver did yeah. recently where it's like there's this problem that everyone knew was going on, but now people are actually talking about it. Is any action going to be taken at that level? Probably not, but it's definitely going to get us one step closer to exactly. a conversation being had to get us there.
0: That's the whole point with all this, right? Where people, when you'll see, uh, I mean, it was Cecilia from Kotaku on uh, the show last night, obviously, and she's the obviously the reporter who broke the story about everything going on at Riot, right? When these things happen, a lot of times people in the past have been like, oh, why What's the why? air people's dirty laundry? Yada, yada, yada. You see it now with more and more of these stories happening, more and more people talking about unionization, more and more developers being like, we're not. Uh, it didn't make the rope report today, but Obsidian today uh, in an interview was like, we are not a crunch studio. Like, there is some talking to somebody, and he was like, there, sure there's been a time where maybe for leading up to a milestone I've been asked to work longer hours on a week but it's always an ask it's not like people are getting in front of this trying to number one encourage people to come to their studios number two have fans who are worried about this understand that they're worried about it and I'm sure number three make sure you're fostering hey not every work environment's garbage so please still try to be a video game developer a young person who's interested in this yeah absolutely. Yeah, so I think that it's the same thing with this, right? Hassan's show being out there, hopefully getting Haasen. a wider audience. Sorry? Hassan. Hassan? Sorry, my first yeah. time yep. meeting the man. Yep. I didn't but, know for a
1: long time either.
0: Okay, <laughs> uh, having the show out there, Patriot Act, uh, covering this, right, I think does get it to a wider audience. And I thought that was what was interesting about it for you, what you're bringing up of starting broad and dialing down, where when it started off, it was such a broad thing. And he was talking about how he started with the N64, which made me feel so old. And then going into it, but it's like, oh yeah, right, you're talking to an audience that hopefully is a lot large portion of it maybe is that uh, rare person we, we talk about on this show that only plays Madden only mm-hmm. plays the new Call of Duty only plays whatever Assassin's Creed that's what they're getting every year and they're not listening to a games daily they're not reading an IGN they're not listening to Waypoint they don't know what's going on there and that there is this undercurrent to it of what's happening and so I thought it was awesome that he started so broad talking about like the people who make your games though aren't in a great spot, and let's get into that and dial all the way down until he's actually talking to Cecilia yeah. in the Kotaku office. like about
1: what's going on. Yeah, exactly. It was there. They shoot in New York, so I'm sure that was was over there. I just thought they did a great job, and every episode's this good. Like, yeah, I, I feel like honestly, I feel like this was one of the weaker ones overall. Um, but a lot of that probably had to do with the fact that I already knew what he was saying. Sure. You know, yeah, like yeah. A lot of other times, I'm like, I'm wowed by the next level. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! It goes deep.
0: Yeah. It, it, and I don't get me wrong. He's bringing up great points. Some of the footage when it's like he pops up four by three footage. I'm like, all right. Well, clearly this interview is a little bit old. Like I don't know if we need to be jumping on it. And he was dunking all over Tim Sweeney. Oh my <laughs> god! His yeah. rocks and his fucking yeah,
1: trying to clean. Like <laughs> oh
0: my god. Oh no. Uh, Greg also was so then backwards right. Uh, considered veterans for five years. Is that more of a telltale thing? I think that's a thing that ranges depending on what developer you're talking to. I Bioware Edmonton, I know, has had people forever and ever and ever and ever. But there's plenty of other studios that burn people out, really. really I mean, at the end
1: of the day, it's a new kind of world that we're in still so yeah, it's yeah. like being a veteran doesn't require that many years
0: Yeah, and then how would uh, you, you think we'll ever see the NBA sponsor in a Fortnite 100%. thing yeah right I mean I, that, you I'm that surprised go where the that's kids are already happening yeah, yeah you gotta go where the kids are you gotta get out there and do all that stuff but ladies and gentlemen believe it or not that's not even the first story on the Roper Report today we're talking about them blaming violent video games for shootings again Halo Infinite on Xbox One not being a second class citizen and Ooblets Fallout because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday <laughs> <laughs> on a variety of platforms we run Youth and nerdy video game news, you need to know about that. Might be just the best or worst sentence. Let's just, here's a whole fucking rundown of shit. Second class citizen next
1: to shooting stuff next, next to, to Ooblitz Ooblitz.
0: fallout uh, each and every week down a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games your questions comments concerns everything under the video game sun, then tune in to watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind Of Funny Games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Tim, Mm -hmm. can you believe that next week we are going to Toronto? I can't. I looked at the schedule for Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's next weekend. Okay, okay. So, one, so next weekend, n- not this weekend, next weekend, we're going and being part of the Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto, the CNE, August 16th through the 18th. Myself, Tim, and Andy will be up there hosting two panels a day in the gaming garage. Right now at kindoffunny.com slash events, you can go peep the times for all the panels, get your tickets there as well. Uh, we haven't announced the panels because one of my panel people is just hard to nail down. But I assure you we have plans Things will be happening there cool. It will be a mixture of us being morons like we normally are And then hard-hitting interviews with people from Toronto that make video games Interesting uh, Thank you to our Patreon producers Blackjack and Muhammad. Muhammad Today we're brought to you by Hymns and Raycon But I'll tell you about that later For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be The Roper Report <laughs> Time for some news. Six items on the rope report. Oh, it's a big one. dozen. Not your day over there today, Kev. Ah, uh, you know. I saw that we had the problem in the beginning with going live and the things weren't working. I and then I saw you. I keep seeing you dragging things over here. I'm just trying to set everything up. Sometimes the housekeeper cleans the keyboard and like deactivates the num lock. Gotcha. Like I hate guy. when my numb lock gets to, you know? <laughs> That's what always throws off my mind, my Minecraft, too. Also, there's six items before. in the report. I lied to you. Or five items. I lied to you. It's not oh. six. I don't know how I got six. Maybe I doubled the number. We'll find out together. We Strap in one. The Patriot Act was one. Ah, there you go. Good call. That's what I was thinking, too. That's totally oh, what it was. Yeah. Uh, Trump and McCarthy cite video games as driver behind mass shootings. This is Devan Cole at CNN. President Donald Trump and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy are citing video games as one of the reasons behind mass shootings in the US. The comments from the two Republican leaders come as a grieving nation struggles to agree on ways to prevent future gun violence in the wake of the massacres in Texas and Ohio that left at least 29 people dead. Congressional Republicans have resisted efforts to restrict the use and availability of assault style weapons and a sweeping gun control. B- pit, I'm sorry, a sweeping gun control bill that passed the House with bipartisan support in February that requires universal background checks has not been considered by the Republican led Senate. Quote, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society, Trump said in remarks from the White House Monday morning as part of a list of efforts he believes the nation must take. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. He adds, it is too easy today for troubled youth to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence. We must stop or substantially reduce this as, I'm sorry, and it has to begin immediately. Trump did not mention specific measures to limit access to firearms except proposing red flag laws that would prevent access to people who are mentally ill uh, worth pointing out CNN didn't toss it in here but when I was watching and reading up on some other stuff the article the quote he that Trump set up there was mental illness and hatred pulled the trigger not the gun. McCarthy, a California Republican, also cited video games as the driver behind gun violence in an interview with Fox News on Sunday. Quote, but the idea of these video games that dehumanize individuals to have a game of shooting individuals and others, I've always felt that this is that I'm sorry, that is a problem for future generations and others. We've watched from studies shown before of what it does to individuals. When you look at the, these photos of how it took place, you can see the actions within video games and others, McCarthy said. In the El Paso shooting, the alleged shooter, identified as Patrick Cruzinous of Al Allen, Texas, is believed to have authored a four-page document online shortly before the shooting, filled with white supremacist language and racist hatred aimed at immigrants and Latinos, and blames immigrants and first-generation Americans for taking away jobs. The writer cited a fearful... I'm sorry, the writer cited a fear that an influential Hispanic population in Texas would make the state a Democratic stronghold. But he says, quote, the Republican Party is also terrible because the GOP is, in his mind, pro-corporation, which could lead to more immigration. The author says he's held these beliefs for years before Donald Trump became president. The shooter in the the shooter in the Ohio a twenty that's what it says in the Ohio a twenty four year old male uh, was shot and killed uh, by responding to, by responding officers. Police have not released a possible motive atta- behind the attack. And two federal law enforcement sources have told CNN that a preliminary assessment of the shooter's writings did not indicate any racial
1: or political motive.
0: Well, here we go again. Distractions, distractions. Exactly. All it
1: is, and it's you know it's ridiculous because d- to the core of it. It's true where it's like these playing these violent games puts ideas in your head that you didn't have before. That's to the extent of that. That's where that doesn't ends. a movie doesn't yeah, a TV doesn't show. A movie, doesn't everything doesn't my
0: imagination doesn't a story doesn't a book exactly all of those
1: things yeah. and it's just like sure that games are pushing the, the limits of realism of you being able to interact with those things but th- there's equal arguments for escapism and there's equal arguments for so many other things That are, this is all just like let's throw something in front of the real problem and right. not talk about the real problem right. and just Point fingers. It's all about pointing fingers in a way that everybody else can look at it and just be like, yeah, let's talk about this for now. Or the other side, I would say our side, looking at it and being like, no, 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 stop talking about that. And then they take that as like, oh, you don't want to talk about that because that's that's the actual problem. Right. That's like the biggest nonsense. thing about
0: this is I saw it starting today. And obviously, you know, it's just like not even I it's so hard to believe. Right. But you look at it one week ago today. We did the or. Yeah, one week ago today, we did the Kind of Funny podcast where we talked about the shooting in Gilroy, California, right? Which is in the Bay Area, and I didn't even think about it, and it went live on Friday, right? And then everything, there's more shootings this weekend, right? And Two we're, shootings we're, this weekend. We're right Two back to where we were. since us doing that podcast. And we're right back to where we were, right? And Except this, now we're adding video games
1: to it. Which you again. can see,
0: and that's my thing, is like the biggest thing about it is, I, you know, I talk about on the uh, Kind of Funny podcast where we're talking about the, the, the Gilroy shooting. Being exasperated, not knowing to do his anger, and not knowing, you know... Just being lost, like I think we all feel in these moments. I think this is, as usual, such clear, uh, uh, what is it? Subter- subterfuge of trying to distract from the real problem that the best thing to do right now is not bite on this. This is clearly totally. bait. This is clearly trying to get everybody riled up to fight this fight and forget about the fact that what, what I you obviously gun control, that there should be an assault rifle ban, that there, you know what I mean? That there should be background checks out of all these things. Now, that's my belief. I'm just saying that's where. I think it's trying to do as usual right distract from the real problem and mm-hmm. the real conversation that needs to have happen in the same way that every time one of these happens and the argument starts for gun control. The detractors are like well this isn't the time. Mm-hmm. This isn't the time for this. What do you yeah. well when is the time especially when literally there's now a shooting or two shootings every week.
1: Yeah. This stuff angers me so much, and really, my feeling is, is, like, we need to stop having that conversation. Fuck that conversation. Push through with what you actually believe and argue for that. And this video game stuff is the same thing. It's like, stop. don't worry about the fucking video games, man. My, video and games. that's
0: the thing, too, is, like, that's the thing where... And I see
1: so many people worrying about it. I see so many people, like, they're like, oh, we need to stand up as gamers. No, we don't. We don't need to do that. They're not coming for your games. They're not. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. Stop. Who cares? This is going to be fucking fine. If it ends up that we get some more ESRB, whatever the hell letters they want to add to it, Cool fine don't let that bother you right you know what i mean like yeah exactly they're not exactly. gonna ban this, stuff here they're not gonna do that
0: yeah, yeah, yeah and it's the same thing what of like i think right now for mature games you have to show your id right Anyway, mm-hmm. i remember and when i was a kid being turned away for the most part i mean that that those are the rules exactly yeah. exactly and yeah exactly. we see
1: things in china and australia of games being banned for this reason that reason like i just i don't see that happening here ever and i i feel like there's not a real the f- fear the, for the thing i mean
0: the fear would be it would be the same thing as if they lessen their or change the rules for what an AO rating is right that's mm-hmm. where this all comes down to because again, the way you hurt anybody in a corporate world is their pocketbook yeah an AO game won't be carried in a store so that's why there's no AO games right So the concern would be this this the rating scale of what they move it around again, this isn't a real conversation. This is not where it's going. This is not what's happening. Yeah. They're, they're way more concerned. They want
1: you to think that's what's yeah,
0: happening. Yeah, exactly. They want us to get more uh, furious about that and stop talking about the shootings themselves. Because I feel like people
1: will d- double down and be able to like, not my video games. And yeah. They will go out and vote and make that shit. They'll figure that shit out before it actually happens. Unlike the gun side of things. Right. Where it's like, clearly, people are not able to rally the way that they need to. Right. I
0: mean, see, I think it comes back down to leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Strong leaders. It's one thing we desperately need in times like these. So everybody vote, even if you don't agree with me and Tim on certain things. Go vote for who you want and continue to make something happen. Because this is just fucking garbage all the time lately. You know what I mean? It's been a depressing internet to be on for a while, but especially in the last and few The weeks. last thing
1: I want to bring up about the video games and gun stuff, it's, like it's been interesting being on the internet and kind of seeing many different sides and many different points of views from the same side and a lot of uh, people from the uk chime in mm. and like with all the stats that you're saying of just like well they play video games yeah, yeah. Too.
0: That, I, I i try i almost tried to dig out that quote or the tweet because it got circulated around but i never got to it just of in what in you know, the, how many people played video games, and it's five times more in America, right? How much money? So, UK I mean, the versus. The population
1: of each place. And it,
0: it was just the UK to American. I think it was 2017, where it was, yeah, the uh, population or people who've never playing video games was five times more. Then the revenue of video games was five times more. And then the, the amount of shootings were selling like 426 more. Like it was something ridiculous, right? Of like, clearly, it isn't violent. It isn't violent video games making it happen. It's yeah. the availability of weapons.
1: And I do want to point out this is from uh, Amy Gills. I've seen this uh, go around in the uh, on the Twitter sphere and stuff. Uh, there was a ban from '94 to '2004 on uh, on guns. When the Bush administration let the ban expire during the ban, mass shootings by assault rifles fell 48 percent from '2004 on. Killings from assault rifles rose to two hundred. Rose two hundred eighty. Yeah, that was the
0: Clinton assault rifle ban, right? That then yeah. just lapsed. Yeah. yeah. Seems like that's a problem. Maybe we should get rid of assault rifles at the very least. I digress. There's a whole kind of funny podcast you can go yell in the comments about if you want to yell about that stuff there. And mainly, though, as video game fans, let's not, don't get, this isn't the fight to fight. Don't worry about this. Roll your eyes at it and fucking keep moving. Do like Gary Witta, just donate to more uh, groups that, (laughs) take your rage and give it to donations. Number two, Halo Infinite on Xbox One isn't going to be a second-class citizen. This is Alicia Judge over at IGN. While Halo Infinite is confirmed for the next Xbox, currently known only as Project Scarlet, Halo franchise development director Frank O'Connor says the game will still, quote, play and look fantastic on Xbox One. Speaking to YouTuber Black BlackMist523, O'Connor said, quote, obviously, The special citizen for Halo Infinite will be Scarlet, and we've worked with that hardware team to make sure the game shows up amazingly on it, but it will also be for Xbox One, and it will look incredible. Project Scarlet's list of confirmed specs so far reveal a powerhouse. When it launches at the end of 2020, it'll pack a custom AMD Zen 2 processor that promises four times the power of the Xbox One X, supporting eight K resolution and 120 frames per second gameplay. With that kit, it's clear that Halo Infinite will look and run better on Project Scarlet. But Connor said I'm sorry, but O'Connor was keen to stress that weaker specs don't mean the Xbox One release will run poorly by comparison. Quote The Xbox One is not going to be a second class citizen we're building it so it plays and looks fantastic on xbox one and then everything else is plus 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 but we've got a few tricks up our sleeves that we're thinking about interestingly halo infinite will hit pcs on the same day it lands on consoles that's a significant significant step change as no mainline release since halo 2 has launched on pc it means uh, there'll be a much broader range of options for players looking for the best way to experience this next adventure
1: and halo 2 wasn't even at launch on PC
0: oh okay good years later dynamite dropping good job Tim quote this time it's gonna be up to you to decide is it going to be a Scarlet or PC it kinda depends on your PC at that point said O'Connor seemingly hinting that it depends on whether you you have a rig with better specs than the newest Xbox console
1: Tim yes what's your take you like Halo you're excited oh yes I'm very excited this still doesn't answer my question what's your question Tim Tim is it one skew or is it two skew this leads me to believe I'm correct it's one skew yeah I like that. I like everything I'm hearing here. Build it for the base and plus plus. plus. It's gonna be my favorite new. This turn is the of Xbox Scarlet plus it, plus plus edition. Plus 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 it up, man. That's all you gotta do. We've seen it on the Xbox One X. We've seen it on the PS4 Pro. I wanna see it for next generation. I want that to be the answer. So the answer. Fu-
0: Are you fully in the Greg Miller bucket camp here that yes, Xbox Scarlet games are going to work on Xbox One and they'll just look worse? Like there's uh, gonna be one disc that I buy out of the store that just says Xbox on it?
1: something like that
0: yes okay. I don't think
1: that'll always be the case necessarily but yeah. I do
0: think for the oh you don't think it'll always be the case but you think for launch it will be yeah you're answering too many questions from BJ Bernardo without oh, yeah. being asked BJ Bernardo writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says I'm reading an article about how the Xbox One version of Halo if you will not be a second class citizen and I have some questions number one will we ever get games that are exclusively on Project Scarlet not even playable on Xbox One or is games being played on previous console versions the future of gaming
1: I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah. I, I do think that we're as we get closer, we're going to see like I think that Halo is going to be probably the first biggest example of a really core exclusive title that can be on the Xbox One and the next generation system, and it just works in terms of patches and in terms of sliders, in terms of all yeah. the things that we've talked about for the last five of years. Of course, right? <laughs> um, I also think that th- there will be a level of backwards compatibility that'll be a big sales pitch. Like, like Let's use PS5, for example. Okay. Death Stranding. We know it's coming out on PS4 now um, for years. We, we're questioning where is it going to land? I still think that day one on PS5, they're going to be marketing death stranding as well, if it's good. Uh Death Stranding as a game that you need to play on PS5 and it's now enhanced. You don't need to buy it again. Sure. If you buy the same game. It's not going to be like Last of Us, Last Gen. Remastered. Yeah, yeah okay. It's going to be you have the game and now it you you put get, it in you get and all the remastered yeah. stuff. Sure. Um, and I think that, that will last for either the entire generation, but I could see at some point they're being like, all right, we're, g- we're making exclusive tiles for this. But also, if I had to bet, I'd bet against it. Bet against which one? Them be exclusives.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's my thing. I, and I, I still don't. I think PlayStation's crazy enough to be like, not crazy, but crazy enough to be like, this is a PlayStation Five game and only works in on your PlayStation Five. Yeah. I think Xbox trying to make up ground and be the game, or the best place to play and the gamers forward and all that different stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that for sure they're going to be like from here till the end of in maybe i'm being too generous but i think it'll be from here till the end of time every game you're playing on your scarlet your anaconda whatever the fuck that you're putting in there is going to look great but just like any pc game right like the the baseline specs of an xbox 1 are good enough that it's just going to be running you know blocky textures whatever and not even look yeah. garbagey garbage
1: Yeah, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point maybe like it is a a minimum thing like you're talking about where it does function more like a PC or like a uh, a a mobile phone. Yeah. Where it's like with iOS, it's like, cool, iOS 13 is coming out uh, in next month, right? Like officially, and I think that the iPhone 6 Plus or whatever, 6S series is the farthest back you can go Yeah, where well they that, start they eventually but, start dropping off exactly i think it could be like that so at some point i could see there being like you need a minimum xbox one x to be able to play this sure you know maybe yeah, not yeah. the standard one uh but, or maybe the s is the minimum i don't know but like i wouldn't be surprised if that starts becoming commonplace because people can wrap their heads around that you know things have changed it's not 100 like old school times where that would be like hyper confusing to people i think that the xbox brand could make sense as its own thing and you just need to know what you you have there bj second question
0: Tim is Scarlet a smaller upgrade like the Xbox one Xbox one X or is it a full next generation upgrade like Xbox 360 to Xbox one? I think this is what a full
1: upgrade is going to look like in these de- these so, times, yeah. these trying times. And I think that you know, evidence to go towards what we we're talking about here of it being kind of like cross-gen and and what the improvements are is let's look at what they've shown and talked about for PS5. We see Spider-Man going blazing fast with loading and stuff. It's like that's the stuff that they're focusing on. That's a PS4 game, right? Sure, there's going to be PS5 games that they could be showing and will show eventually for tech demos and stuff. But I think that we're about to get every generation had its its thing. At its moment that kind of defined what the generation was going to be and what it was capable of and obviously you can look at Nintendo to Super Nintendo jump to N64 you get the 3D jump uh ahead of that to PS2 and you kind of get just like the the Super Nintendo from Nintendo upgrade yeah. from there you jump to HD and then from there when you get one from PS3 to PS4 then it was kind of again that similar thing i think we're not we're no longer going to have the every other cycle jump sure. i think it's kind of like oh shit well uh I think it's it's
0: it's iterate. a it's a frog in a pot thing where I think eventually it's going to be that you turn on your. Whatever Xbox Scarlet Pro X, whatever the hell they call it, right? Like the not even the next one, but the one after that. And then you look at what an Xbox One, you're like, holy shit! Like this doesn't look, you know? What I mean, it's the fluidity of the animations, it's the sharpness of this, it's the Sliding. ability, it's the ability to read the fucking newspaper it's on the table. The RTX table. stuff. It's yeah. the, it's I love like It's show.
1: all the, this this little stuff that uh, you you don't know or don't care yeah. about, or, unless you do, and then you really like you. You really notice. I mean, it goes beyond me at some point where it's just like, but 120 frames per second gameplay. Guess what? When people have that, it's going to blow their minds. The mainstream is not going to notice, but it's going to look impressive as all hell. Oh, yeah. Right? And when you have that next to the sub-60 frames per second that we're getting now of the same game, that, That'll speak volumes. You're going to be like, oh, I want this. Yeah. I want the better one, you know? But there will be a ton of people that are like, I'm fine with the lesser one. And guess what? That's what Xbox That's why you Game buy Pass Switch. is for. Or you buy the Switch. It's like
0: <laughs> BJ Bernardo, you're holding to. I want to bring this in because it's into what you're saying, right? BJ Bernardo says, and his final question is, does xCloud and Stadio just fuck all this up, being able to play anywhere on anything?
1: I think that there will always be a large group that wants to play in the best possible way they can. Yeah. And that will be what Scarlet's for and PS5 is for. And I think that they're going to have different kind of uh, mission statements. Um, I think when you get to the screaming part of it, you know, X-Cloud at Stadia, the Scarlet thing. Sorry for you on the middle. Um,
0: That's where we really... Right now, I think what we've seen, what what I've played with Google Stadia, like when I played Doom Eternal or whatever, right? I was like, oh, shit, this looks really good. This is fine. Right now, that's fine based on me and my console eyes and everything else. When it gets to... Next future gen, 120 frames per second, four times the processing. Like, when you start, when that is your every day at home, then I think it is going to be that thing of, oof. Well, I don't want to play primarily on Stadia. I don't want to probably play primarily on Scarlet, but... If I'm in the Xbox ecosystem and I can bring it with me, and I just want to bang out a duo or something, I want to do some daily mission and something. I can use that and be done with
1: it and then go home. See, I think it's always going to be like I, I challenge that for the most for most people. Sure. I even challenge that for you, which is how you play games, where you don't care about. HDR and, and 4k I'm sure if you had the TV and stuff you would but like you don't you're not buying a TV Even though you could yeah to to be able to get more out of the games that you play constantly Right, and I think that that is the example of the next-gen of, of, do, of doing all that stuff. And good enough is so important and I think that if the stadia and uh and whatever streaming we end up seeing in the next couple of years if it's good enough it's gonna be good enough for a large group of people and then those people can have the option to then upgrade if they want or Oh, then there'll be the group of people that are like, fuck that. I'm never doing the streaming stuff because it's not good enough for me. Cool. Then you have this option. Yeah. You know, yep. double down on that and go hard. I'm excited to be able to do both. Like, that's so cool. But of course, I'm going to rather play on the Scarlet or PS5 over Switch if it is a third-party title. Unless I value the portability. And, or unless I value the, what you're talking about, Division 2, just being able to bust out yeah. uh, whatever the hell, mission Damn. daily stuff. Yeah. Like, somewhere that doesn't matter. It looks great. You just need to be able to do something. But that's mobile phone shit, right? Yeah. That is the, that's the mobile gamification of real video games, right? Where it is the daily thing that you just want to... I just need to pop in and get the stupid thing. Just got to do the thing. Got to collect the thing. I just got to do get, the thing. I got to get the sticker, the stamp. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. And it's like, cool, that's addicting game design, right? And yeah. it's like to be able to, to do that on the go, like that's fulfilling for people. So it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Exciting times ahead. They are exciting.
0: I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, th- I almost got into a transition there but I'm not ready for that yet Number three let's talk about the Ooblets Fallout this is Matthew Handerhan over at gamesindustry.biz on Thursday Andrea was on and we talked about uh, both Warrior and Ooblets Ooblets that morning had put up a blog post I was like hey everybody stop being entitled like this is why we're going to Epic Games Store and I was like wow what a bold statement from a developer coming out and saying I'm sick of hearing this shit this is why we did it and this is why we did it it didn't go well <laughs> Gumberland or I'm sorry Glumberland has received th- quote thousands, if not tens of thousands of threats as a result of signing an exclusivity deal with the Epic game store, the indie studio, which is, t- is just two people. Rebecca accordingly. And Ben Wasser uh, announced that it had signed a temporary PC exclusivity deal for Ublitz last week. The terms of the deal effectively covered Glumberland's uh, sales forecast across all storefronts, allowing the small studio to raise its ambitions and bring in help without worrying about commercial failure. The UK developer anticipated some backlash, publishing a blog post that explained its reasoning and addressed the most common complaints with the Epic Game Store's uh, divisive exclusivity strategy. It also tweeted, quote, Okay, so we did the thing, the thing people are angry, the the thing people get angry about, but maybe don't get angry about it. End quote. People (laughs) did get angry about it and to a degree that shocked Glumberland's co-founders. Quote, we really misjudged how angry so many people would be, accordingly. And Wasser said in a message on the Ooblets Patreon community. Quote, this whole thing has just devastated us. We've been getting thousands, if not tens of thousands of hateful, threatening messages across every possible platform nonstop. It's especially hurtful since we've had such a positive, supportive relationship with our audience throughout development. End quote. The Patreon community has also been the source of messages of support, Glumberlin said, but the intensity of of the response was such that quote i have been crying non-stop for the last two days and feeling like the world has collapsed around me i couldn't have guessed the scale of what it would feel like to be a target of an internet hate mob the statement said i already had a lot of empathy for other targets in pre- of previous hate mobs which is why we wanted to address that sort of thinking in our announcement but i had no idea it was this bad end quote one of the key issues within the Ublitz Patreon group appears to be the studio's need for financial support from the public given the terms of the deal with Epic. Glumberland acknowledged, that this, no, uh, acknowledged this in an initial blog post and said again in the statement that it, quote, wanted to get your take on that. However, the volume of messages Glumberland claims to have received would suggest that the backlash has extended beyond Oblitz Patreon community, which only has uh, 1,100 members.
1: Only has. Yeah.
0: It's a lot. Sure, but that's that. This is there's a lot to unpack here, uh-huh. right? Because when it happened on Thursday, I remember reading it and being like, "Wow, what a fucking bold, bold move here for them to come out and say all this." You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to go over well with uh, we hate Epic Games crowd, and they're going to get hate for it, right? That's you and me, ha- me personally, having worked in this industry for 12 years, I've been an internet personality for 12 years, and understanding literally if I say, man, my favorite color's blue, I'm gonna have a whole bunch of fucking people who love red being real assholes to me in every internet comment. Uh, Trust me, I'm familiar. <laughs> the YouTube comments, the Twitter, and not only that, literally years from now. And this mm-hmm. is just the thing, you can go ahead and make the joke if you want on Twitter. But I'm talking about like... The internet ever forgets and we'll, anything you fuck up, they'll drag it through the glass for it over and over again. So when they did this, it was that thing of like, man, bold move. I support it. And we talked about on the show where um, uh, Adam from Rooster Teeth had written about it and was just like, I, 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 I don't understand why this is a thing. Like, it seemed kind of aggressive. And it was like, oh, I, I and I talked about it with Andrea on the show of, I get that perspective if you're an outsider, and maybe I was thinking of this way too insulary of, like, our audience, and we talk about this all the time, how much people hate the Epic Game Store and blah, 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 to see a developer be like, we're kind of sick of hearing people talk about it, and here's why you're all being entitled, and yada, yada, yada. It's interesting then to see now on the heels of that, them not expecting that that this is the outcome of that. Yeah. If you want to be outspoken, and you want to take a stand, and you want to get up on the hill and have your sword and shield and be like, fuck you! Like, you gotta be ready for everything that's gonna come. And to, yeah. your, to your point of only 1,100 patrons, right? For me, and again, this is just being tempered, I guess, in the fires of internet hell as we all have been, it's the idea of like, okay, if I'm getting thousands upon thousands upon thousands of messages of hate, cool, I, It's at some point I don't care because I have 1,100 people that actually care enough to give me money to be a part of it. Yeah. Right? If that's the audience... These people who are now piling on probably were never going to buy Ublitz. Probably have never heard of Ublitz before, and are just mad that I'm
1: doing this. Yeah, and speaking of that, yeah. So I'd heard of Ublitz before, sure. But I was like, I think <laughs> I've heard of this thing like a lot more than I've actually seen it. Yeah, and I just looked it up now. Not what I thought. The, the, not this what I Cutesy, boppy, was. boppy, weird little not, game, right? I, I, I thought it'd be cutesy. I, I expected, I, I, you know what? I thought I, it would be a more of a Minecrafty type thing. Yeah, no, yeah. maybe maybe with like I, circular instead of square, if that makes sense imagine yeah, Minecraft no no that if makes sense i'm with you that's I'm what blitz would be didn't expect this um yeah i obviously hate mobs are bad i don't need to say that uh, <laughs> at the game store they're going through a lot of a lot of shit and they really gotta sort stuff out and yeah you gotta know how to talk to communities or else that could reflect really poorly on you yeah like that those are all the morals of this story um i definitely feel for them at the end of the day at least her um, well, her hmm. and him. There's two. Yeah. Well, so it sounds like one of them said the entitled thing. The other one didn't. I think it was just a joint post. Okay. okay. And I, I don't Got know me. if it was ever
0: attributed to anybody. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It sucks.
0: Yeah. All of it sucks. Who I'd like to bring you is Sapphire Diamond Ruby, who wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Morning, KFGD. And sorry, this is a bit of a long one. Everybody, when you write in, you take your time. Don't you worry about it. Last week, you discussed the Epic Games story exclusivity deal for Ublitz, And over the weekend, so much discourse slash toxicity has gone up with people who are looking to have an open discussion trolls and people who are now jumping in because just want to see them fail slash watch the fire as they burn as a member of the Ublitz patron community for over a year this is my first time experiencing such a massive amount of online toxicity inside a community that i feel a part of and god does it suck personally i try to avoid toxicity at all costs when it comes to things like this and nope out of there quick but For my own mental health, uh, I'm sorry, for my own mental health, but when it happened to a community you've been a part of for so long, that isn't an option. The devs can't change their initial messaging on this. What's done is done. So now they have to deal with the aftermath, which my heart breaks a little for them uh, with how much pure hate is being thrown their way. Because hate at people is never an option, and people just don't seem to get it, discussion is one thing, hate is another. Do you have any suggestions or general thoughts on how an online community slash community member can deal with things like this? Uh, is it just to, to is it just trying to keep the good vibes conversation up with people you care about and you keep your and keep your heads down? We would love to hear your thoughts on this if you have not Thanks as always, and have a kick ass
1: Monday. Sapphire, ruby, or sapphire diamond ruby. What a great question that I wish I had a great answer to. I, I feel oh. like the the top level, and this, this sucks because. It shouldn't be this way, but it is a time heals all wounds thing. Yeah. Of just like keep your head down and weather the storm, because the storm's only going to keep going on if there is vitriol being thrown around. Yes, and I feel like even I'm going to use a lot of like vague words here. You're but painting even with a broad The brush. good ones, yeah, 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 right in the community, yeah, they can only st- defend the developers or the creators or whoever so long before they their words get spun out of control and they get turned into part of the problem and then all of a sudden they're using the same language that the bad ones are using and then all of a sudden the community as a whole is bad right and then it's all of a sudden it's the whether it's the reddit or it's the facebook or it's the patreon community whatever community discord right yeah all of a sudden people that are new are coming in these things like this is a fucking shit storm yeah and in the same way that you, you make your mistake and that you're going to is going to be held to this for the rest of their lives. Right. This, yeah. And we talked about this. I forget what context, but last week where I was saying um, you, you make the, the one mistake and it's stuck with you, like with Fallout 76. Like no matter how yeah, much they fix right. that, it's still people are going to make jokes about the messenger bag. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like no matter what they do here, people are going to like people, not everybody, but a group of people are going to reference this shit. And that sours the whole thing where, let's say they fix all of this. And then in a year, people are going to come in and it's, they're still going to be the snarky motherfucker that's just like, like oh, whoa. Dung, and they t- said that the we, they
0: called me entitled. Yeah, it's yeah. like,
1: oh, well, you know, be, don't be entitled here or else yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's just like, then people are like, wait, what's going on? Because they have no fucking idea. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it, they, it gets brought up. It's like, well, don't bring that up. And then it turns into this whole thing yeah. of like, great. So now the entire community is focused on nonsense. Right. So the answer is, I think, just, just be cool. Like it's not pushed forward in an aggressive way. Of like, the person that wrote in was I lo- like,
0: "I love you trying to solve this problem."
1: I, I'm not. <laughs> like, yeah, this like, I want to make sure I'm like saying the right things and not misspeaking. Um, a lot of people, I feel, want to just go in and keep things going as normal. Yeah. Right? keep the conversations going as yeah. a, and just stay positive. But we want to talk about ooblets. Let's let's, hey, let's talk about ooblets. Start the conversation. Start the thread. Talking about ooblets. Don't start the thread saying. Try to bring some positivity here. It's been real negative lately. Let's talk about ooblets. because then all of a sudden you're you're missing the the conversation, and it's going to just turn into a dumpster fire, and then that's going to make you feel like shit. And then I feel like that the good ones feel beat down, and eventually oh, yeah. either want to leave or turn to the dark side. <laughs> There's no other <laughs> Become option. Become everything you hate. like, so like turns that boy. I guess I just said a lot of words that I don't know if they make a lot of sense together, but I think the best <laughs> advice would be to. Keep your head down. Just push through if you actually care. Don't let it get to you. Water off your back. And yes, keep the conversations you wanted to have going, but don't bring anything else into it. Just have those conversations. Yeah.
0: I mean, the biggest thing we've learned over the years of doing this, right? And I'm talking about IGN to kind of funny to wherever Kevin's taking me after this whole thing explodes, is the idea, right, that people who are trolling you and are coming in and not wanting to have a conversation and are clearly there trying to poke you in the fucking eye, they don't want, all they want is acknowledgement. Don't acknowledge them. Don't acknowledge those people. If you're a fan, of, if you're in these communities and you're a fan of ubits don't respond on behalf of the developers. Don't argue with those people. It's, again, you your 1100 person community, right? You know who's coming in for the right reasons and who's coming in just to be, hey, look at these fucking assholes that said this fucking thing and blah, blah, blah. Just, if you don't engage with the trolls, the trolls leave. The trolls move on. If they don't get what they want, that's you know, they just, they go away. They move on to the next thing. Not to mention, that's the thing. This is the... This is the Epic Game Store moment of right now. Yeah. This is the Epic Game Store exclusive exclusive of the moment. In two days, somebody else is going to announce this and it's going to move on to them. And this is this band of locusts that is just going to follow this store. And again, to your point of the good ones, the bad ones, right? I'm not saying if you don't like Epic Game Store, you're a locust. If you're the one who's going there flaming these people, making them cry. And not even saying like, I'm very upset by your decision to do this, but like you're if you're that person you're you're one of the bad ones if you're if yeah. you're going case by case like I'm so mad you're there that I'm going to say horrible things about you and your wife and your company and I'm going to threaten you and I'm going to do this like that's a different level of hey I think this is a bad deal I think you might be selling our information at ten cent. totally different story uh that it's they're not going to stick around they're not going to stick around in that patreon community they're not going to stick around in your message boards your discord your website they're going to yeah. move on you got to weather it you got to say your piece and that's the thing is like They've said this here, and they put up a Patreon post on top of this. I guess you say your piece, and that's your piece, and then you move on. Mm-hmm. And then if you need, really, if somebody pops up with it, wanting to have a conversation, you can always point them to that thing. Totally. Here's my link on what I said. I can't say it a million different times.
1: Yeah, and the last thing I want to say about this, because uh, in the article or whatever, someone brought this up, but I there's the question of like, why are we supporting you on Patreon when we're, you're getting the money from Epic? From what I'm seeing on their Patreon, they're not saying that we need your support to make this stuff happen. It's hey. Look at our, you can become a patron and get these services for supporting us. Right. Yeah. And so I think that them being transparent and talking about the epic stuff and like having that be out there, it's like, they're not trying to pull one over on anybody. And I just feel like people need to understand that Patreon isn't just, it's not crowdfunding. You know, it's like also a goods and services. That's what we use it. Yeah. Is, right. Exactly. That, that,
0: I mean, to, I mean, you know, we're always happy to talk about our stuff, like, cause we want to promote it. I don't know. But it was the idea of when we moved, all right, cool, we're established. And we're not bootstrapping it. And we're using it as a subscription platform. That's how we're using it, right? Where it's like, if you want the shows ad-free and you want them early, this is where you can go get them. Mm -hmm. This is the easier way to do it. It, it, We moved away from... The messaging
1: changed because it used to be, we need your support to make this happen. And now it's like, we're doing something that you can pay for and get. And then there are times where we're like, we need your support to make this other thing happen. But we're clear in that messaging, Right. right? And I feel like they're clear in the messaging from what I'm seeing on their Patreon. So I just feel like people need to know what they're being mad at and that's
0: also the other thing too of you can remove your patreon at any time right so Mm -hmm. if it was that hey guess what oh my god you signed an epic deal cool you don't need my support anymore i'm sure they're like cool totally fair and understandable
1: yeah you're prerogative
0: number four This is something you might have seen scuttlebutt on the internet, but let's get it out there now. Snake is not coming to Tekken. This is from Evo officially. They tweeted this. Uh, Just to clear things up, the Snake and this is Solid Snake cameo video that we showed during Tekken finals was our idea of a little joke. It was not intended to imply a character reveal and was done on our own without consulting Bandai Namco. Sorry for any confusion. If you have no idea what they're talking about, IGN will fill you in. Uh, the confusion began earlier Sunday when shortly before the Tekken 7 Grand Finals, a short video appeared on screen on the Mandalay Bay, Bay stage. Uh, the video appeared to play both an image of and the audio from Solid Snake's codec radio, leading many to believe that Snake was being teased as a new character for Tekken 7. How could I possibly misinterpret that? You uh, fucked
1: up, man. Like it's, It was bad. It was real bad. Because I get it, it's cheeky and fun, and I feel like this Evo, more so than others that I've seen, at least bits that I've seen, seemed like they were trying to have a bit more fun, like having a lot more like in-between matches, having random, like, uh, uh, Austin Creed put up a video of him Who? singing uh, Xavier Woods. Oh, WWE uh, Superstar, yes. Xavier Woods, yes. a.k.a. the host of the greatest YouTube channel going up, 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 down, up down, 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 Austin uh, Creed. Yeah, he, him and his friends were there, and there was like some weird interlude where they just played the theme song from Street Fighter 4 indestructible it's a classic and they're all singing and dancing around stuff. it was like it's just fun you know just dumb kind of like fun interlude stuff and i can see this being kind of seen as oh we're just gonna have fun with this no you can't do that when you're also having debut trailers and character announcements in between these matches like this the fighting game community is there for these moments because i got
0: it definitely as after it happened actually lucy came in there she's like you see they just announced the tease i was like what the fuck
1: really yeah then it was so um but evil man what a fucking hype ass weekend! It seemed like around. I saw a lot of tweets about it. So cool, the Smash finals. Oh my god, edge of my seat. Could not believe it. the The final stock of the Smash Ultimate finals was so close, so ridiculously close. So uh, it was MK Leo and uh, Tweak. So it was Joker versus uh, Pokemon Trainer. And like, I don't. You normally see Pokemon trainers in this level Incom- of play holy shit the amount that they're switching between the three for different uses like they'd get knocked off the stage and transformed to like have different up to get yeah, back yeah. and it was insane and then MKLeo's use of Joker to like fuck with him it looked like MKLeo had it in the damn bag but then ev- the final stock it just looked like desperation and he turned to Charizard and was just going and the- racking up the damage and it literally looked like Leo had it in the bag with Joker for sure but any one strong hit would have fucked him up, wow. and so it was just like down to the wire. And then he had it, and then Joker fucking knocked him down. Leo one, it was just so so epic. Nice. Check it out. The last match was awesome. And this is also the one where
0: Sonic Fox lost, and the guy broke down in tears. And then Sonic Fox that held up his yeah, that aim. was for
1: Dragon Ball. Oh yeah, I mean, but it's evil, yeah, right? Dragon oh, Ball okay. Fighters, yeah. yeah. Really cool stuff. And also, uh, the new Guilty Gear was announced, and it might be one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Really? Well, you know, Dragon Ball FighterZ, like is kind of unbelievable that yeah. that's a real video yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, this kind of takes that aesthetic like a little bit further. Like It looks a little bit more... like HD is the only way I can describe it. It's gorgeous.
0: I, next year, I want you to go to EVA. I want to go. You want to go, but you keep making excuses not to go. Yeah. I mean, next year, no more excuses, all right? Okay, no more excuses for If Jimmy. you don't go, Kevin gets to take your hand and put it wherever
1: he wants. I don't, I don't even want to know that's where he That's want. an
0: official thing. That's an official thing. It could be a stove, it could be in a okay. cop car. Could be in his mouth. Jesus. Uh, finally on the Roper Report today, number five. Let's talk about Ninja's Mixer success. This is Brian Lover over at Screen Rant, following his highly publicized breakup with Twitch. Ty- uh, yeah, Twitch. Tyler Ninja Blevins is off to a good start on Mixer, gaining half a million subscriptions in his first day and pushing the Mixer app to the top of the iOS store. Uh, he hosted his first Fortnite stream with the Microsoft-owned site from Lollapalooza, with a crowd of fans visible on the stream watching him live and a much larger one watching him online. The day after Ninja announced his move to Mixter, he posted uh, on Twitter that he had already hit 500,000 subs. That's significantly more subscribers than he has on Twitch, which is currently under 15,000, according to Twitch Tracker, and twice the number he had at his peak of 250,000 in March 2018. You have to imagine the subs down to 15,000 because people are fucking bailing. Oh, yeah, he 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: March, he did not just have 15,000. Just
0: making sure everyone's on the same page, but still way more than his peak in March 2015 of 25, uh 250,000. It's important to note that Mixer is currently offering free subscriptions to Ninja's channel to welcome him to the site. Interesting. So it remains to see how many of the new rush of new subscribers will stick around once the promotion ends. Nonetheless, it's an auspicious start for the streamer's new channel after his risky move from the platform which he made his fame. Uh, Ninja's arrival seems to have been a boon for Mixer as well as Ninja's subscriber count grew. The Mixer app was climbing to the top of the iOS charts. It's currently top ranked
1: free app on Apple Storefront. What power man? The power it's insane when ninja goes people will go yeah that's crazy so what do
0: you think it means is this the are we gonna see a real shake up here do you i think hope this is so enough? man
1: i really I, th- I think that it is enough to at least cause some change but i i really hope that it pushes just a little further and a little faster than it's currently going yeah because i want to see some real shit i want twitch needs some competition man yeah like and as, i'm saying that as a content creator that does not like the contracts that that they have yeah. and the exclusivity shit so let's get rid of that man here's the push Here comes the push from Ninja himself, everybody.
0: Ninja, take it away. Oh, he's not here. Uh, Uh, Tim? Yeah? I'm excited to see if Ninja can change everything. If Sherrod will go over there, if we'll go over there, if he can solve this gun violence (laughs) problem we have. (laughs) But... Ninjas' moves are still so far away and shady. <laughs> I mean, like in the, in the shadows. Ah, uh, if I wanted to know what ninja was doing over there in the future, but I want where the fuck can Ooh, the I see games today? List of
1: upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Do do do
0: do 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 do. out today. Smooth Mover on PC, Red Death 8 Feet on PC, Vacation Adventures Park Ranger 3 on PC. That's a Gary Witte game right there. <laughs> Mine Ralph on PC and Mac. Then GameSpot reports, the third and final Pokemon Go Fest of the summer kicks off in Japan this week. And to commemorate the event, Niantic is making a new shiny Pokemon available worldwide for a limited time. Beginning today, players around the globe will have a chance at encountering shiny Poliwag in the wild. Pollywag. Now, if that I said Wog.
1: Yeah, you said, that's, that's, you said it wrong. Do you, know
0: what, do you know what a polywag is? Yeah, uh, I'm a Pokemon Master, level 31. Uh-huh. I know what a polywag is. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. I still think it should be Wog. But that's just me, uh. I guess. You know what, though? We could change it, guys. If somebody walks in here and they're like, can I have a tomato? Kevin's going to give him the tomato, right? <laughs> <Nonsense>. <laughs> he would. Uh, stick, with, stick on this Pokemon Go uh, train, though. New dates for you. GameSpot continues. Uh, that isn't the only special Pokemon appearing during the event. A few hours after the shiny Palawag arrives, hat-wearing Pikachu will return until 1 a.m. Pacific time on August 12th. <laughs> <laughs> the iconic mouse Pokemon will be sporting a different hat each day, so if you missed any of them the first time they were available, you have a second chance to add Pikachu. them to your
1: collection. These goddamn Pikachus, let me tell you what, Greg, back when I was nine years old, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. They, there was this craze going around surfing Pikachu. It was a, oh, po- wow. a Pikachu that could use surf, Yeah, sure. and you had to do all these like random things and events to actually get this Pokemon. There was a, a card, yeah. crazy stuff, but I mean, he's an electric... Mouse he should be in the What's water. he doing he surfing? In the water. Yeah. Right. Yeah, what yeah, are those you know. dogs doing surfing this week? And that's a kind of funny podcast conversation later, I'm sure.
0: Instagram.com slash none of them are even up anymore. Follow me on Game Over great for goofy stories. Uh, I'll tell you what the biggest problem with Pokemon is that Pikachu isn't like the most powerful Pokemon because I want to use that that's I want to use problem. him all the time. But guess what? He just, you just sucks. To watch the anime and then I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta problem. go in there. I gotta boost him. And then if I turn him into Raichu or whatever, guess uh-huh. what? He's like he doesn't even look like Pikachu anymore. That's I just want Pikachu. Can I just give Pikachu candy and make him really powerful? No, sure can't. So here you go. Use this rhino who's wearing orange armor. All right, whatever. Not we should have Pikachu, but it's not. Time for reader mail, but first, I'll tell you about our sponsors. First, we're starting with Hymns. Summertime is here and while you may be breaking out that baseball cap for a day at the beach or the ballpark, if you're wearing it to hide thinning hair, you may not have to anymore. Thanks to 4Hymns.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. Of course, Nick and Andy used this. They noticed their hair was thinning and they said, Ah-ah. we're going to 4Hymns.com. We're getting to talk to a doctor. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. If you didn't know, 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35 and once you start to notice it's thinning, it can be too late. Hymns can Connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. You get well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. There's no waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits. Save hours by going to 4 It's easy. You answer a few qu- quick questions, and a doctor will review and maybe prescribe you medication. Stop worrying about sunblock for that spot of thinning hair and do something to help stop hair loss and promote hair growth. My listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today. Right Right now, while supplies last, see the website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to Forhims.com slash gamesdaily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot slash gamesdaily. Forhims.com gamesdaily. Our next sponsor is Raycon. What They sent these, they say in the ad, share your personal experiences. I didn't get them because usual Cool Gray got them Cool
1: Gray got got them and he's been using them they they are earbuds wireless earbuds that you get to put in yeah Yeah, and there you go and then he gets to listen to music he's been doing it for for a couple weeks now Yeah, he's been loving he keeps calling me telling me how much she loves these things Right? The, from Ray J, the okay. singer. Okay. One wish. 2005. How can you Fresh hit, one wish. Lest we forget. You know what I'm talking it's about. It's
0: 2019. That. Everybody needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you can check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Uh, Raycon earbuds started about half the price of any other uh, premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they sound just as amazing. Uh, the company was actually co founded by Ray J. With, and, oh, I'm sorry. And celebrities like Snoop Dogg are already obsessed. His cousin. Really? Mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg's cool. Raycon. It's, E50 wireless earbuds have totally changed the game for uh, Cool Greg. Uh, they're so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of the other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. Which is Kevin. Great. I don't like those dangled stuff. Me neither. So. That's how I'm, I'm making a reference over there to Kevin. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet. I already said that part. And of course, they don't just look great. They sound great too. Uh, Raycon offers a, for, uh, offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. Go buy Raycon dot com slash KF games to get 15% off your order. That's by com slash KF games for 15% off your Raycon earbuds. Uh, if you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time dot Raycon.com slash
1: KF games. It gets the certified cool. Greg is lit.
0: Is lit. We had so much reader mail in the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We'll go with this. Everybody calm down. Nobody get too excited. <laughs> Stephen James Oslin writes in says, hi, Greg and Tim. I happen to scroll through SIE, Sony, San Diego's uh, studios releases on Wikipedia, trying to remember the name of a game. Parentheses, it was guns up, lest we forget. When I noticed, a listing for Modern Nation Racers 2 slated for 2020. Did I miss something, or is this just an unsubstantiated rumor? Can I get hyped for one of the most underrated kart racers of all time coming back? Steven, under no circumstance can you. No. Because I did not hear about this either. Uh-uh. I, I also didn't have time. Kevin, give me a Google search on Modern Nation Racers 2.
1: There's no way <laughs> I, I th- It's like
0: Mod Nation Racers are so close to my heart mm-hmm. that for sure if this had happened on PlayStation, clearly I would have heard about it. Somebody it would, would have been sh- flooded with I tweets. don't know where, the, you know, so it's like that exactly. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. seems like something
1: would be out this there. This is the news it? that can just fly under Greg Miller's radar.
0: But he, yeah. I don't want to get excited. You know what I mean? But he's got me excited, but it shouldn't be. It's got to be an unsubstantiated rumor, right? I'm opening up the Wikipedia here.
1: I'm not seeing anything that is worth it.
0: Scroll thinking. down. Yeah, Mod Nation Racers 2. It's got a red underline. Page does not exist, is what it says. Mm-hmm. There's nothing citing it. Yeah, I, I mean, we can dream, you know what I mean? But I, I don't want to dream like that. I don't want to have my heart broken.
1: If yeah, you, last wait, talk there, about it was on... There un- was a ModNation Racers 2.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? No, so. no, no. There was a Mod Nation Racers Vita. Not a full-blown sequel. There's was Mod Nation Racers
1: the then... Yeah, Got it. Okay, people are just petitioning for a two. As they should. If you Google it. As
0: they should. Mm -hmm. A great game, underrated, load time's too long. I agree, Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. Didn't stop me from giving it a nine, because I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Give it a nine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it earned it. Okay. Okay. It was a really good
0: harvester. Did you play it? it Yeah, I did. Okay. I I wouldn't say nine. The creation's great. Yeah. I like the leveling up of the weapons to fight things. Mm -hmm. You know, just do things. I thought it was beautiful on PlayStation 4. I, a lot of good creations. Yeah. I think that probably is what. Mod, you know, a lot of good mods. Dazzle. There, there were a lot of great mods. I said Dozzle by the way, too. Dozzle. It's a rough day. It's a rough day for oh. pronunciations. I got the polywogs. I got the Basel. <laughs> so much. Don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gilly Brums writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Good morning, Greg and Tim. Do either of you experience new game fatigue? I'm sure it's a little different being in the industry, but lately, with only one or two hours to play after work and, a di- and daily duties, I find it difficult to start a new game, even despite wanting to. Going through a tutorial, learning new mechanics, or starting a new trophy list when tired or running low on time sounds like a big enough chore that I will often just revert to same, the same games I've been playing. Is this a real thing that either of you experience? And if so, what do you do when this happens? Thanks for all you guys do. Gilly Brums. 1 million percent. The idea of
1: starting a new game, having to like make your character and like set up your names and get the save files and make your choices of what difficulty and this and that. I'm like, fuck, man. That's like two hours, right? Usually, like to get through all the bullshit, it's about two hours to get into the game. Yeah. And by the time then you get to that point, you're like, all right, well, maybe. I'll come back to this tomorrow. And then it's always Something the, else happens. It's something, something grabs just you. like, yeah. ah, it just loses you. I, That's I just, the reason. I wish it was a little. This is my thing right now
0: with why I haven't made any progress in Fire Emblem.
1: Yeah. Is that I sit bit- down and
0: I'm like, cool, I have. 30 45 minutes right now and it's like it's I don't want to get cut off in the middle of this tutorial I need like th- I want three hours yep. with that game like, a okay, good it- solid
1: three hours then you'll be in exactly but- so
0: I'm just letting it sit for the next like airplane ride that's longer right mm-hmm. but yeah it's for sure this weekend it happened to me I was like alright cool like Jen got caught up in some work stuff yesterday so it was like alright cool I, we were gonna play the Borderlands DLC together uh, but I it was like that how much time do I have and I looked at all the games I have stacked on my, P- my PlayStation on my Switch and I'm like I could start any of these new experiences that I know I need to, like Fire Emblem or whatever, but I just went and played uh, some easy trophy games and then kept chipping away at DC Universe Online on Switch, Mm -hmm. which I'll talk about this week on Gamescast.
1: Hell yeah. Exciting stuff.
0: Uh, What do you do, though? I think you have to just have a plan for when you will get to that other stuff, which inevitably becomes your backlog, which inevitably kills you. Which is
1: fine. But just make your decisions. Live your life. Live your life. you want to play the game
0: and make time for it. You need to make time for the games eh? that you care about. You know? I do. I do know. Kyle, oh sorry, it's for squad up, this is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games with your name, username, platform, choice, why you need help in a game. I read here, the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together. Today Kyle needs help on PlayStation, uh, his PSN name is Steel underscore Reaper. Hey Greg and Tim, I'm a long time member of the silent majority since the beyond days, but I am reaching out with a squad up on the sad side. I'm looking for some KF best friends in San Diego area who really just want to hang out in person or via PSN and help someone through a tough time in their life. I moved to San Diego a few years ago, and now my wife, who we now have one kid together with, uh, another on the way, uh, has asked that I take the role of stay-at-home parent so she can continue her career. I was happy to do so and loved being a dad while doing some work part-time from home, but that was until the other day when I was informed that she was be filing for a divorce. So needless to say, I'm pretty broken up right now and in a position where I really don't have any friends or family on my own here and would really just love to hang out with some best friends and chat about video games, fantasy football, or really whatever. As a side note, I'm also now in full, in need of some full-time employment to be able to support myself. So if any KFBF uh, is a need uh, an employee, I have my MBA, an extensive background in HR, and some accounting work. Uh, I know the last one's probably a long shot, but I figured it couldn't hurt to ask. Thanks for the years of laughs, guys, and being a daily part of my life. Steel underscore Reaper. If you want to hang out in San Diego, maybe at Polite Provisions, or just play some games with Steel Reaper on PSN, hit him up. Keep your chin up, Steel Reaper. You got this. Uh, I got we talked about it at the beginning of the show just the internet's been rough it's been rough in the video game industry these past few <laughs> weeks it seems yeah. I got a good I got a heartwarming required reading for you Ooh. all right it's called To Ben Studio thank you you can go to twitter.com/vikingdad278 basically I saw some of the uh, Eric Jensen of course long time beyond fan uh, long time kind of funny best friend uh tweeting this out that uh, basically a whole bunch of uh, the Days Gone community there's this thing called the Broken Road blog that's all about like their experiences and stuff with uh, 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 days gone the guy who runs it uh, he reached out to all the other fans and they all put together like thank you notes basically for Ben studio about how much they love the game Uh, the intro in one of the post reads like this a group of incredible fans from around the world contributed in creating a very special message dedicated to Ben studio the creators of days gone from the USA stretching all the way to Australia we wanted to express our love for days gone and share with you our appreciation of your tireless effort in creating such an incredible game Days Gone impacted us all in different ways and became a favorite for everyone here. Now, I will go ahead and let the words speak for themselves. And like I said, dozens of responses here. I'm pulling Daniel Carapas. There's something magical about the singular moment you realize the game resonates with you on a personal level. That the story you are playing and the world you are journeying into are becoming part of your own memories. By the end of Days Gone, I knew the names of every character as well as I knew the landscape and intricate roads of post-apocalyptic Eastern Oregon. And they go on like this. All sorts of great messages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I thought, hey, you know, we always talk about people be- being bad to each other. Shout out to you, Broken Road Blog. If you want to read all the things there, go to twitter.com slash vikingdad278. Or you can look at Eric Jensen. He's been retweeting it. Very cool stuff. Tim? Yes. Time for You're Wrong. What this is where people wrong. go to kindofunnycom slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Roosterteeth.com. Podcast service I go. Charles J. starts and says... Nope, that's not, that's nothing. Uh, that's editorializing. I appreciate it. Um, here we go. Matt the Wob, another one. This is a minor update to a past story. The publisher behind Owada Sun is currently consulting with the Tuttle Mori Agency to bring the book to other languages. So that's great news. That was the one about Awada story. We had some quotes mm. from Miyamoto on it. I would love to read that. Lord of Pwn says some important context to Ninja on mixer. He currently over, He currently has over 600,000 followers and it's currently free to subscribe to him on Twitch. He had over 14.7 million followers. So that's very important information. Thank you for doing that. And then Lord of Pwn says Greg said Pla- my nation racers looked great on PlayStation 4. My nation racers was only on PS3 and the spin-off was on Vita, not PS4. You are correct. Of course, I was talking about the original Modern- nation nation racers there on uh, the PlayStation 3, but i forgot all my playstation 3 memories you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're dead to me so far away started playing that uh, the borderlands dlc to get ready for borderlands 3 mm-hmm. and that sucked of having to you know create just a random level 30 character to do it and i thought for a second about going out and digging the playstation 3 out of lucy james's room and come out and i'm like you know what it's not worth it i'll just not do the it. random thing i'll do the dlc i'll get ready for borderlands 3 and i'm almost there i'm almost Ooh, ready i'm proud oh. of you not long now guys get excited kevin Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Um, Let's run you through the host for the week. Tomorrow, it's me. Enrico from geekaholics.com. He'll be here. Uh, Wednesday, it's me and Gary. Thursday, it's me and Andrea. Friday, it's me and Tim. Remember, the Kind of Funny Games cast is Thursday, August 8th at 2 p.m. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Me, Tim, Fran, Andrea. Probably. The whole crew. Yeah, probably. Probably. Okay. Yeah, I need to check. That, again, that moved and I yeah. still haven't had a time because there's just not enough hours in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's some gaming news and stuff every day. You love it. You watch it. You enjoy it. You listen. We love you. Thank you. If you want to be part of the show, patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Remember, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games daily over there, ad free if you want. You get the pre and post show and ad free and all that jazz for Games Cast Two. Party mode goes up early. It's worth it. It is worth it. The dollar, the dollar. Is that it? It's more than a dollar now for that stuff. Though. It's still worth it. Video Game Club. You know? can get the Moonlight or Video Game Club exclusive content. With the for dollars, all. whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, we have cool friends is next. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.